right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Schwert and Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Jeff Long out as athletic director. This news came down within the past 30 minutes. Brett McMurphy and several other sources now uh, reporting it. Um has been fired by the University of Kansas. So a little over 36 hours after Jeff Long announced the firing of Les Miles, he himself has now been fired. We wonder In what regard? In the only regard that it could be (laughs) that he no longer works for the University of Kansas. I, I wonder, I wondered yesterday what they were thinking letting him do that press conference. I now am to the point where I I kind of think they knew exactly what they were doing by letting Jeff Long go host that press conference. It kind of feels like now Doug Gerard handed Jeff Long the noose and said, have at it, bud. Here you go. They gave him a, a suit of blood and told him to walk into a pool of sharks. It kind of feels that way. Now, Now I don't know the inner workings of the pressure. I was told earlier today by somebody who I, I trust very much that that Jeff Long was under, or excuse me, Doug Gerard was under immense pressure from donors to move on from Jeff Long. Now, I don't know if this pressure was there all along, if it was amplified after the press conference, but as I said yesterday... You know, powerful people don't like being embarrassed, and that was embarrassing. It's been an embarrassing couple of years, but certainly an embarrassing week for KU Athletics. Jeff Long added to that embarrassment by his poor performance of that. I mean, you couldn't have done much worse than Jeff Long did yesterday. I mean, when, when Sam in Mellon, what regard? In the regard that he didn't look like a man who was in charge of anything. In the regard that when asked, you know, based off his unsuccessful hirings, I, I what a perfect tweet last night. Tully Corcoran used to be a KU writer for the Topeka Capital Journal, and he said, "I can't believe Jeff Long asked in what regard, not even being able to project two seconds into the future. Like he didn't. How could you ask in what regard, not knowing what the follow up was going to be?" And Mellinger, who doesn't pull punches, said, "On the field." And I'm, you're gonna have to clarify for me what in what regard it was my hires weren't successful, in any regard. Like the dude was floundering up there like a dying fish, and it made it so easy for this decision to be made today. And I heard that there were donors calling in saying, "I mean, we're not even talking athletics donors; we're talking donors." Saying, "I ain't giving you any money, not just for athletics, for anything." If this guy continues to be the AD. 
So now KU needs a head coach and an AD. That process generally isn't a quick one. I mean, I'd like to think you have two, three weeks to make this athletic director hire, but at that point, we're into April now, and how much longer is it going to take for that athletic director to make the next head coach hire? How about this? Oh, my gosh. C.J. Moore reporting that Danny Manning tells C.J. he is interested in becoming the next athletic director at Kansas. In what regard? In the regard that he'd fill in for, I don't know, how many regards are there? Danny Manning? That seems random. Not random, but like, I don't think he's had any administrative background, which maybe you don't need it. What is going on? <laughs> KU world is broken. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. We don't. If if you are, if the most important thing in the world to you is, okay, we'll let football take care of itself. We got to re-sign Bill Self. Danny Manning might be a good way to go. I mean, I'm not convinced that there was a great relationship there between Jeff Long and Bill Self. That's not good when you have a Hall of Fame coach who doesn't see eye to eye with the athletic director. Yeah, this would go a long ways towards making sure that your basketball coach feels wanted. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this, Danny Manning gets hired. I'd feel pretty confident at that point Bill Self is not going anywhere for a very, 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 very long time. Agreed. And then if if Bill Self gets like Danny a, a show cause Self, penalty, takes the, takes the job. Yeah, he takes himself. himself. Um, if Bill Self gets a show cause penalty from the NCAA, Danny Manning can hire his former coach to coach for just one year. Larry Brown mm. can come in and stick the middle finger up to the NCAA where your coach got a show cause, and you bring in Larry Brown. I just don't know why Danny Manning. I'm not saying he wouldn't do a good job. I just wonder, like, you don't have any administrative experience. I would kind of think at a Power Five school like Kansas, you'd want somebody who's been in athletic administration before. Even if you haven't been an AD, like somebody who knows the inner workings of an athletic department as opposed to just knowing the coaching side of it. Because it's a lot more than just I know what it's like from that perspective. I see both sides of this. Um, the side that you're right is especially given they're going through this NCAA stuff, right? You want somebody who's weathered, who knows what they're doing because the NCAA is coming to call in. Now that said, maybe all the NCAA stuff is pretty much done. Like you've uh, maybe you've kind of sealed your case and made your arguments one way or another already to where, you know, whatever happens from the IARP or whatever, like it's going to happen regardless of who your new AD is. Like there's no new arguments that he's going to come out with. So, uh there's that, but then on the other hand of it, maybe like that is the perfect thing you need. It's almost a situation where PR is like at an all-time low right now with everything going on in the athletic department. So get somebody that's just going to like excite the fan base, excite the donors, and just kind of be that face at the top that you can bring out to these different events and you know it's not going to embarrass your university. It, the flip side, it's going to be a situation where everybody's like, oh, that's Danny Manning, you know? And if you hire, it's almost like hiring that CEO head coach. The idea where it's like, okay, we're just going to get great assistance around him. He's not the one calling plays, but he's going to be the CEO. You know, Danny Manning might not be the guy who he's in the weeds on all this stuff as an AD as maybe some other ADs who would be more of like your office AD. 
But if you surround him with the right people, then having that guy as the image at the top of your athletic department, maybe that is a, a positive for what the school needs. Maybe so. Um, I, I don't, at this point, you know, when Jeff Long hired Les Miles and he said that he wanted a head coach with previous experience because he didn't think it was a, a job where you could learn on the fly, um, I thought that was a little silly. You would like somebody with head coaching experience. I'd rather just get the right guy. I'd rather get somebody who's hungry, who wants what's best, as opposed to wanting attention and wants to be on this television show and wants to send out funny tweets and wants to be this quirky, unique, comical athletic director or head coach. And that's why Les Miles and Jeff Long were a perfect match because they were one and the same. They wanted the same things. And now that the tenure is over, it's really easy to say this, but I think there were so many moments throughout both their times at Kansas where you could have said this and where we did say this, that it doesn't really seem like these guys are here for the reasons that you need them to be here for. Make a buck and dash. Like, that's what Les Miles did. That's what Jeff Long is going to do. I mean, he's going to get, what, $1.5 million over the next two years. So he's going to get $3 million to walk away. Les Miles is going to get $2 million to walk away. And at that point, I, I don't know, we have to go back and... Sticky contract situation for Jeff Long. I want to go back and look at that clause. Is that clause that says his contract automatically is extended throughout the duration of whatever penalties or sanctions are imposed on KU for things that happened before he got there? Does that include if, if a penalty were to come down this fall? It says KU's on probation for two years. Does that mean two extra years of salary are owed to Jeff Long? I have to go back and look at the wording on that. Because I do know his contract situation was a little hairier than the one that Les Miles had. And he's got way less incentive to go right off quietly into the sunset. Yeah, he's a little embarrassed today, but he's going to want us cash. Jeff Long's tenure at Kansas ended the day he decided not to give David Beatty the $3 million he was owed. Because think about how everything changed after that. What ha- what came from that? Jeff Long got deposed. In that deposition, he was asked, which other head coaches did you hire or did you interview during the search? He couldn't name anybody. Todd Graham or Grantham. <laughs> the guy who was working for the Los Angeles Rams at the time, I forget his name. And the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, I'll, I'm going to forget his name as well. He couldn't name anybody. He outed himself all because of a decision that he made. What else came from that? Tapes were reviewed by the Kansas City Star of practices. What did they find? The same violations are being occurred now as the ones that you're trying to fire David Beatty with cause for. What else happened? The miles to go footage reviewed. What did they find? That there were cameras in Les Miles' house before he was even formally offered the job at KU. The notice of allegations from the NCAA was amended to include those football allegations that came out from the deposition, from the review, from this case. All of that sealed Jeff Long's fate. Yesterday was the nail in the coffin, but that was the day he signed his death certificate. The day he decided to be greedy and try and save $3 million, which it didn't work, by the way. You settled. 
and more than just the financial ramifications of that were the public image hit that you took, not just locally, but nationally. Jeff Long made KU a laughingstock long before he went up in front of that podium and spoke yesterday. But yesterday, he sealed his fate. We're in March. What's like the one shining moment video look like to you of Jeff Long's tenure? I'm the highlights or the lowlights? I don't know. You can take it either way. I'm like envisioning on the one shining moment video, you know, the the dancers with Snoop Dogg at Late Night in the Fog. I'm envisioning like a, a fade cutaway on the video of um, going from Coke products to Pepsi products. I'm envisioning it all. I'm envisioning the the interviews on ESPN3 on the miles to go. So get this. Now both, this is according to Jesse Newell, both Jeff Long and Doug Gerard have released statements and KU is describing this as Jeff Long stepping down. Okay. So that's got to be the same thing that, you know, technically Les Miles wasn't fired. It was a mutual parting of ways, which led to him getting a buyout, which tells me this is going to be something similar. It's them agreeing to a buyout. Let's be done with it. Let's wash our hands clean of this. You'll get a little bit of money. We don't have to go to court. Let's get out of the headlines. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good for KU, knowing that this is not going to be a messy divorce. You're still going to owe him money. I mean, this this last week is $5 million just to get these two guys to go away. $2 million for long, or at least as, as far as we know, as long as he gets his full buyout with the money that was still owed to him. $3 million there, $2 million for less miles. And now you got to go hire a new AD. And now you got to go hire a new head coach. And the timeline for hiring a new head coach is now going to be pushed back a little bit because you got to get the AD first. And I'm imagining that's going to take two, three Do weeks. You know? How would you not? Well, the only question I have is like, I mean, what is, what is the job of the search firm? Isn't the search firm supposed to find you a head coach, basically? And I get it. Like, it's it's not the search firm. You're giving them total power to say, nope, you're going to hire them. They're recommending you something. But I would think based on that, um, I've seen this floated out a couple times. I know Matt Tate tweeted it out. When KU hired Bill Self, there was no AD. You could leave it in the hands of the search firm completely. Jeff Long wouldn't do that. Jeff Long doesn't think that's in the best interest. So does that Jeff matter? Long's not here. Yeah, but he said it. So doesn't that make you want to do the opposite? Do we just go based off everything that he said not to do? I mean, Matt Galloway asked the question yesterday. What do you say to those KU fans who say that, you know what, you shouldn't really have anything to do with this, that maybe it should be left to a search firm? He said, ah, I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a really bad idea. I'm the guy to do this, not the search firm. 24 hours later, you know what? I think I'm going to go. I think I'm uh, I'm going to get out of here. I actually had some, some other plans. This just posted to KU Athletics from Jeff Long. I'll read this. Uh, we're going to have Jesse Newell on the show here in a bit. Um, I'm going to read this, and then we'll, we'll take a break and come back and talk more about it. Last night, Chancellor Gerard and I met and both agreed it was in the best interest of our student-athletes and program for me to step down as of today. It is not easy, but I leave KU with a heavy heart and profound confidence that I have always acted in the best interest of Kansas athletics. I have done everything in my control to move Kansas athletics forward in a positive manner. 
That's what makes this most difficult. I like adding some inflection to these otherwise dry press releases. When I first began my career in almost... Okay. Do I have to read the whole thing? No, just give us the good stuff. As I noted yesterday in the press conference, the student-athletes have always been the priority, and this decision today is based on that very premise. Values are not simply beliefs. They are defined by actions. I'm getting that tattooed on my back. It is clear that my continued service as the director of athletics would only serve as a distraction to the nearly 500 incredible young men and women in our athletics department, as well as the outstanding coaches and staff who support them. Last night, I spoke with Chancellor Gerard at length about my thought process, as well as with my wife, Fanny. Even though this is extremely difficult for me, this is what's best for KU, for me and my family, and I'm at peace with the decision. I stepped down knowing I did my very best for the university. I was brought to Lawrence by Chancellor Gerard with a mandate to move our athletic department forward to recognize and professionalize how we conduct our program, and I believe we have made great progress towards that. I don't. Like, there's nothing about what Jeff Long did while he was here for two years that screamed professional. In fact, quite the opposite. The football program's better off simply because you have better talent, you have better staff than you did two years ago. The athletic department is being laughed at by the entire country right now. And it's all because of Jeff Long. There's nothing about his tenure that that would indicate professionalism was a core value. That's why he's out of a job today. Like, you can sit there. I get it. It's a press release. You can sit there and say this and that. I tried to do this. I tried to do that. This is what I did. It's not true. You didn't. Like, you made that hire, and it was all about you. It was about putting out funny tweets of the L.A. skyline, faking flight trackers, making jokes about it. Like, that was your M.O. Like, look at me. I'm Jeff Long, and I love Jeff Long. You hired Les Miles as a splashy hire because it knew you knew it would get you attention in the short term. And every step along the way, when you apologized for late night, even though nobody in attendance and no KU fans were asking for an apology. Nobody. You apologized for KU's role in the fight against K-State, therefore allowing K-State to sit back and say, well, then I guess we get to play the victim. You hired Les Miles. You didn't pay David Beatty. Not to mention the Silvio De Sosa stuff where you admit that TJ Gasnola was a booster for the University of Kansas. There's reportedly a fractured relationship with your Hall of Fame basketball coach. Show me the professionalism. Don't forget Pepsi. You got rid of Coca-Cola. I rest my case. We'll talk more with Jesse Newell coming up in 10 minutes. This episode is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Join the Tommy Club. You can download the Tommy Club app and enjoy endless washing for one low price, Derek. That means unlimited car washes, unlimited clean, shiny, and dry, unlimited use of exclusive app lane, which, by the way, I've taken advantage of. It's kind of like the the express lane on the highway. You don't necessarily like to lord over everybody else, but when you're zooming through and getting in to get your car washed first, like that's why it's called Tommy's Express, right? You get unlimited access to all their locations, unlimited guest service, and perhaps most importantly, 
unlimited happiness, Derek. And I think that's something that we just don't emphasize nearly enough in life. I'm looking at your car right now. I'm thinking it could maybe use a trip to Tommy's Express. What do you got going on later? Thinking maybe you should stop there on your way home. You going to at least consider it? I will absolutely be going to Tommy's Express Car Wash. Now, the, the outside of your car, the exterior, it does look okay. Where my concern begins is the interior of your car. Yeah. When you have I, a, I don't a think dog. I don't think the inside of that car has seen a deep cleaning in quite some time. No, when you have a dog, when you have a golden retriever, you got hair everywhere. And they have those vacuums that, you know, it's going to get out for you. So, yeah, I'm definitely making an appointment. Tommy's Express Car Wash. What I love about the, the vacuums at Tommy's Express, the cord comes down from the top. So, you're not having to try and wrap it around your car and getting yourself into a pretzel. No, very flexible vacuums. You want to go to the left side of the car, the right side of your car. You're perfectly good. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Wash, rinse, repeat. Monday night, Jeff Long announces that Kansas and Les Miles agreed to part ways. Today, Kansas announces Jeff Long and Kansas have agreed to part ways. A lot of moving parts within the Kansas Athletic Department, but you're essentially starting over from scratch. You need a new AD. You need a new football coach. What's that timeline going to be like? And where does KU go from here? Let's talk about it with Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star. Jesse, let's start first with that press conference about 24 hours ago from Jeff Long. Were you surprised at the time that Jeff Long was holding a press conference and how much from that 35-minute presser do you think ultimately led to the parting of ways that was announced earlier this afternoon? No, it's hard to tell, Nick. Um, there's so many things that go on behind the scenes with this stuff. And obviously a move like this doesn't get made unless there is some donor awareness and or signing off on this sort of thing. Because just as you would expect as a, you know, with a separation with Les Miles or David Beatty or whoever the case may be, there's going to have to be some donor buy-in to have to put up more money to you know, have a 180 step down and, and hire a new one to come in along with, you know, the money that takes to do a search. So it, it seems like probably this was something that had been building and potentially was more done behind the scenes and determined behind the scenes than an actual press conference. And, and honestly, you know, Jeff Long was in a very difficult spot in the press conference that he had to, he had to go through yesterday and, and seemed uncomfortable and, and for good reason was uncomfortable because he knew as well as anybody that his job was very much in question and that he was facing fire for a lot of the recent decisions that have come out. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm, you know, obviously I think Jeff Long would even agree with this. You know, you probably wouldn't grade his press conference grade as an A, probably not a B either. You know, uh, it was, it was not probably the way he wanted it to go, but in the grand scheme of things, I think these things happen or usually happen with people that are not going to be too concerned about how he looks in a press conference and are going to be determined based off of, the money that's available and the opinions of the people that matter when it comes to KU athletics and its donors. So uh, more than likely, this was something that was decided outside of that. But obviously, uh, Jeff Long probably did not help his cause with what happened in yesterday's press conference and obviously was very aware of the situation even then based off of his demeanor and some of the questions to the, or some of the answers to the questions he faced. What ultimately do you think was the final nail in Long's coffin? Well, 
It's difficult. Um, so, I mean, obviously this Les Miles thing, going through it, is, you know, this really wasn't a discussion until all that came out. So that, that's obviously a big part of this. And uh, there's the question of how much he vetted him. There's a question of how much of a search process there was. Obviously, uh, there's we've done a lot of reporting uh, on that uh, in the Kansas City Star about, you know, KU hires a film crew to shoot a new documentary miles to go, and that film crew ends up in Les Miles' house the week before he's hired at Kansas as football coach before he even had an offer. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the sort of stuff that came out in a deposition that Jeff Long admitted to, uh, you know, that sort of thing. It, it makes it look like that this thing was a done deal. So when the hire works out, you get all the credit, but when it doesn't work out and when it goes basically like, like this one did in the end, uh, obviously you do take some of and shoulder some of the blame for what happened there. And, you know, there's other questions along with that, you know, how much due diligence was done. Obviously, uh, this thing could have been hidden quite a bit based off of the LSU report being hidden away for eight years and only coming about in a public setting because USA Today sued for it. Uh, so, I mean, there are legitimate reasons to think that Jeff Long might not have known potentially about Les Miles and the accusations and, and to believe what he said yes, in yesterday's press conference that he'd asked Les Miles and, and hadn't heard anything and that, you know, potentially that KU even did background checks. I mean, the problem with that is when you don't go with the search committee and you don't have people helping you to vet the candidates, again, this decision basically falls on your shoulders. But, uh, you know, we just posted a story you can't say start. I, I think for Jeff, um, unfortunately for him, this is sort of, the end of the culmination of a, a lot of different things that, that have come to play against him. You know, we've talked a lot on this show, Nick, a lot on this show about the David Beatty settlement and sort of how KU could have paid him the $3 million buyout and, and not had a lot of the negative stuff come out in the next 15 months and then have to pay more money than that. And they paid David Beatty $2.55 million and then over a half million in legal fees to battle that fight. Uh, that was obviously a misstep in hindsight. You can talk about the Snoop Dogg incident that, uh, you know, Jeff Long apologized for, and I know that made a lot of fans angry. You can talk about, um, obviously, the, the brawl that happened at Allen Fieldhouse where, uh, same thing, you know, Jeff Long stepped out and apologized. I think a lot of fans were turned off by that. It just seemed like at this point in time, um, to be completely candid with you, Jeff Long found himself in a spot where he needed people to step up for him and to support him. And it doesn't seem like there were many people ready to do that, uh, whether it was donors, whether it was people in the athletic department, whether it was other coaches. And, and that's sort of what happens in these scenarios is, is when there's nobody else to turn to, that's kind of the, the time where you usually see something, uh, a decision being made, and then, then obviously a change uh, happens. So that's probably where that whole situation is at at this point. And, and obviously, um, you know, for Jeff Long, if you're looking back and seeing all those things in a row, maybe it's not one hair that broke the camel's back, but it, it probably is a lot of different things added up that resulted in when he needed people to support him at this very crucial time. It doesn't look like he had much of that support. I don't want to get too uh, over dramatic here, but I mean, it's been a it's it's been a pretty wild and hectic five days, really, for KU athletics, and that almost seems like it's a microcosm of of the Jeff Long Les Miles era at Kansas. And now that both of those guys are out the door, and you are looking to sort of start over from scratch, how would you go about characterizing or summarizing? where Kansas as a university finds themselves in and what they're trying to accomplish now as they move forward with athletics? Well, good question. Um, 
So I actually went back and went back to the, you know, the article when Jeff Long was hired to kind of get back. Sometimes things happen so quickly, and it feels like it this week, you know, uh, with everything that's gone on, where it's like, you know, Les Miles was fired, you know, whatever, 30 hours ago, 36 hours ago, and that feels like a lifetime ago right now. But in that article, Douglas Gerard basically was making it clear that he needed two things from his next athletic director. Um, he needed to move football forward, obviously, because it looked like they were going to need a coaching change at that point. And then they had just announced that big capital campaign fund to try to get Memorial Stadium renovated. And so you can understand at the time why Jeff Long seemed like a good fit for both of those. You know, he was uh, the, the chairman of the, the BCS committee for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like he had been through the college football circles. He'd made big-time coaching hires before. And not only that, he raised a lot of money at Arkansas. They fixed up their, their stadium. So you could understand at the time kind of why this hiring would make sense and, and why if you're looking to hire a football coach, you would take somebody who has been around those circles and done this sort of thing before. But um, obviously neither one of those things is particularly or has particularly gone as Douglas Sherrod would have wanted. The football program, you know, I will say this. It seems like there are a lot of national takes out there about how just dire the football situation is nobody can win at kansas yada yada i mean i i I think i have to push back against some of that because for a long time kansas coaches didn't really bite the bullet and try to rebuild this thing the right way with high school players and if you're talking about what les miles did the right way they actually absolutely did that the right way the last two years brought in high school kids and they have talent on this roster if they can coach them up to potentially have something in the next few years where they're closer on the scholarship situation and you have something that can be built into something that's a little bit more long-term. But as far as the football stadium goes, I mean, obviously there's a pandemic. They've kicked that down the road when uh, some of the fundraising died out, and that's no closer to being completed than it was when Jeff Long was hired. So um, where is the situation right now? I mean, obviously you don't want to be in a spot where you're giving more buyouts and putting yourself back in a bind financially to try to dig yourself out of this hole. But if KU can keep its players, um, you know, there could still be some positives out of this so they get the right coach in here and, and can kind of continue to build things. But it's just such a tricky situation. It sure looks like the NCAA at this point is going to put into a rule that anybody, because of this pandemic year, can transfer and have a free year. And if that's the case, you know, if, if you're anybody on KU's roster who came here because of less miles or came here because, uh, you know, of, of – believing that you were going to be playing for a coach or an assistant coach that is no longer with the program, there's potentially a free card to get you out of that and go somewhere else without penalty. So KU's in a pretty dangerous situation right now because they've spent the last two years, whether you want to talk about Les Miles and his coaching and all those sorts of things, they've spent the last two years roster construction doing the right thing. But it all could go out the window if they have 10 or 15 people leave from me this point on and just basically say, I'm out of here because this isn't what I signed up for. So it's a very tricky moment for KU Athletics. they got to get the higher right. they got to try to keep guys or otherwise, uh, as KU fans are used to, the, the window of opportunity for them to be somewhat competitive in the Big 12 or competitive for a bowl game just gets kicked down the road another two, three, four years. And that's the cycle that this program has been trying to get itself out of for a long, long time. Jesse Newell, Kansas City Star, with us here on Rock Chuck Sports Talk. Everybody can throw out coaching names. Hey, I like this guy. I like the offense he's running. This guy looks like he could you know, maybe make the move to a Power 5 school. Athletic directors are a little bit different. We're not as familiar with them. Where do you sort of start with the athletic director? Because I'd imagine that's going to be the first move that you make. 
You talking about for Kansas? Yes. Um, well, Douglas Sherrod says in his, in his recent statement that he uh, he wants to move on this quickly. You know, it, it's sort of funny on these things, and this is the natural inclination, but um, usually the hirings are the opposite of what the last guy was. You know what I mean? You've seen this in football at Kansas. You know, it's usually nice coach, mean coach, nice coach, mean coach. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing usually yeah. happens. With, with ADs uh, or, or with this particular hire, I mean, I think, as I just mentioned with Jeff Long, I don't think that – I think right now the impression I get is there, there's a desire for there to be a move towards someone who has more direct affinity for Kansas athletics, more of a reason to be involved than just a paycheck, you know, more of a reason to go to, to, to look for outside consultation when making decisions or, or who can relate to donors. And obviously you've seen the reports out there, um, you know, C.J. Moore, The Athletic, Gary Bedore, uh, R. Gary Bedore, Casey Starr confirmed this as well. Uh, a guy like Danny Manning is basically citing his interest publicly in the job. Uh, again, I don't know if that would work out. I don't know if he's the best candidate. But, again, something like that would make a lot of sense where KU's – I know I, this is like a broken record with all this stuff that happens, but he's going to have to raise some money. They're going to have to have somebody in that, in that spot that people trust, that people say, okay, I'll sign the check, I'll, get, I'll buy in again, I'll believe again, and that sort of thing. And to hire somebody who just has no background, no ties back to the university, seems to me like it would be a very tough sell at this point in time. And it seems to me like there's enough people out there in administrative realms that, that could have you know, at least enough ties to the program and enough experience that you could find somebody who has, you know, KU ties. I know Terry Mahajer was one of the candidates back when Jeff Long was hired. Even a guy like Wayne Simeon has been in the athletic department and knows it pretty well. I mean, I don't know if he'll be considered, but, but that would be another one to keep your eye on. So it seems like there is a fit there, especially if they're trying to move on this thing relatively quickly, where you could have somebody who has more ties to the program and potentially could get a lot more buy-in that is needed in the future because – at this point, it sounds bad, but there's almost kind of a healing that needs to take place, and, and people need to sort of get back on the bandwagon that is KU Athletics after some of the damage that's been suffered here over the course of the last couple of weeks. All right, now let's move forward to the question. It's so funny. It's kind of first because you feel like you have to hire an AD first, yet we spent all of yesterday thinking about coaches. Now we sort of move backwards a step and start thinking about the guy who's probably going to – hire the coach or actually before I even ask that do you think that will be the case do you think that the like Jeff Long said yesterday I know the statements came out from Gerard and Long and you referenced them earlier but do you think there's any chance you could go with a hiring firm and just sort of allow them to work on that now while the university works on finding an AD I don't think so (laughs) I mean it could be um, it it could be that that seems unprecedented if it would happen that you would put give the entire keys to a search firm and say hey you take over you would probably want your new idea especially to have some say and that's why the situation is tricky for kansas i mean to be honest with you nick to me the thing that makes makes most natural sense and, and there's no perfect way to do this but this makes most natural sense to me hire an interim guy from the program okay dj elliott the defensive coordinator uh, you know, one of the candidates, he has Power 5 experience, he's the D.C. Emma Jones would be a candidate, you know, wide co-offensive coordinator. Um, Josh Ergo was the interim coach for one game last year. So, so you know, you go down the list. Obviously, D.J. Elliott's probably the most qualified of those to do it based off of his past. But 
you put one of those guys in place, and what you hope for is that you continue to get buy-in from the players that are in your program and that know that guy. You know what I mean? And potentially, you could even have an interim for the course of the entire year and try to keep those guys in your program. Again, you're not making all these decisions to try to keep only two recruiting classes, but it is kind of important if you're trying to be competitive and help out the next coach, whoever it might be. If you do that first and just kind of name an interim for a while, you potentially could take your time a little bit in higher ID. I know Gerard said he wanted to do it quickly, but uh, that would allow some evaluation time, basically. And then uh, once that evaluation time takes place, the AD can come in and kind of decide what he wants to do from there and potentially jump in on um, the, the next football coach hiring discussions and, and figure out who he wants to be. But no, I don't think you want to put the cart before the horse. I don't think you want to hire a new football coach and then tell your new AD who that's going to be. I think you yeah. want it the other way around. So it seems to me like KU uh, needs to figure out interim football coach, name that guy, put them in charge, make sure that all the players understand the situation and that they're on board, and then kind of move forward from there. Well, names were, were being floated out yesterday, and, and usually when names are being floated out, it starts with the money that you've referenced. People are voicing support. Hey, I'd get behind this guy, that sort of thing. Um, do those names carry as much relevance today, now knowing that it's a new AD that's going to be making that hire? Like, you've heard the names. I know there's Lance Leopold at Buffalo. There's Willie Fritz at Tulane. There's Kevin Kane, the former Kansas linebacker who's – uh, the associate head coach at Illinois. It's do those does that pool of names change? Do we kind of throw that out the window and and wait on that until we find out who the AD is? Um, you know, it, maybe both. Uh, I think that those names, the ones you mentioned, are all top of the list. And perhaps this is kind of like a pause button because you don't know what the new ex, new AD is going to look for, or potentially what their vision is or their past experiences. But yet. Those names you just mentioned seem to me like not only the top candidates, because if they're being floated out there, they probably have some interest in the KU job, but also top candidates because at this point in KU's development, that's probably some of the top guys that they could get. You know, KU can't call another you know, major Power 5 program and, and just decide to steal its coach in April or May. That, that's not what the state where the program is. So there's a reason it kind of has to make sense for not only a lower-level coach to want to take the job, but that maybe have some ties to the program, but also, uh, you know, for KU to pursue that person with the thought that potentially they could hire that person if they went out there and, uh, you know, were impressed by what they said. So I, I don't – I get what you're saying, Nick. Probably you can put pause on that, but I would don't say more hired – I think when those new <laughs> articles come out about the most likely coaching names for Kansas, you're going to see a lot of a lot of those same names. All right, Jesse, I know we didn't talk any basketball with you today, but that's not going to get you off the hook for another edition of Kiss, Marry, Kill. You know the rules. I give you three teams. You kiss one, you marry one, you kill one. One that you love, one that you like, not long-term, just a one-night stand sort of thing, and one you want nothing to do with. Your three teams today, Houston. Alabama, Illinois. Kiss, Mary, kill. Houston, Alabama, Illinois. Jesse. Uh, yeah. Wow. Those are those are actually three good teams. This is gonna be a tough dump right here. I have to dump <laughs> one of these. Um, you know, I will marry Houston. The the underlying metrics that say team quality actually like them a lot more than what the resume measures do because of obviously the schedule. So. I think that Houston's getting an, a lot of unnecessary hate out there. So I'm happy to, uh, to take Houston as my wife and, okay. um, in, in, in this setting and, and continue with them. Um, kiss. 
Okay, I'll, gosh darn it, that's tough. I'll kiss Illinois. I mean, I've go. been high on them. If you go back at the AP poll rankings, I was highest on them for like six straight weeks. Even the Illinois beat writer was calling me crazy when I was doing that. But um, <laughs> numbers love them. They love them. Obviously, they've had a good last couple of weeks, but they love them before the last couple of weeks when they won all those away games in a row. And uh, I guess I'll kill Alabama. No great reason. Uh, they've been playing well, too. I love Nate Oates and his philosophy, all those sorts of things. But I guess you got to kill somebody, and uh, the tide is who it's going to be. We're not making it easy on you, man. Um, no layups over here in Kiss, Mary Kill, but you're a trooper for playing along anyway. Jesse Newell, Kansas City star. Thank you, man. All right, thanks, Nick. All right, that's Jesse Newell. He's Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This segment brought to you by Cycle Zone Power Sports. Of course, Cycle Zone has all your dirt bike and four-wheeler needs, but did you know they also sell Sea-Doo's, Tracker Boats, and Yamaha Wave Runners? They've been selling watercraft for nearly a decade and recently added a second showroom for the new selection. Whether you need speedboats, fishing boats, or a pontoon for that relaxing day on the lake for your family, or even just yourself, a beer and your fishing pole, don't you deserve to feel that lake breeze after the year we just had? CycleZone Power Sports can make that happen. Check them out at CycleZone.com or stop by the dealership on Highway 24 in North Topeka. He's Derek Johnson. I'm Nick Schwert. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. We've talked a lot about the happenings of the last 24, 48 hours. Les Miles gets fired uh, on Monday night. Jeff Long, well, I guess he didn't get fired. They parted ways. Jeff Long, KU parted ways earlier today as well. Uh, We've discussed a lot today, sort of the buildup, what led to it, what it means. I want to talk more about moving forward, taking this next step for Kansas, specifically with football, because we talked about it a lot yesterday. Then the Jeff Long news comes down, and you almost feel like you got to take a step back. Like, how can you talk about the football coach when you can't talk about the athletic director? But what doesn't change for this football program is what it needs. What doesn't change is, I believe, the personality traits of the guy who will be capable or most ready to come in and get the job done. Our next guest can probably answer those questions about as well as anybody who spent a long time around this program, covering this program, covering recruiting, covering coaching hires, and KU is now embarking on yet another one. So joining us now on the show to preview what comes next for the Kansas football program, John Kirby of Jayhawk Slant with us now. What is sort of the first step that you think KU or whoever's making these decisions needs to take here? Well, Nick, I think the first thing, there, there's kind of a few that I think go lockstep. Number one, you know, I believe he's interviewed for the internal guys. And I think sometime today or tomorrow, you'll probably find him come out and announce a, a, a true interim. Somebody that would really take the reins for the time being, at least, and act as the head coach. Um, I know DeBoard has been made kind of a point of contact for now, but you know, I think they're looking to actually do something more official. The next thing would be is to get the search firm, which, which you know, would probably come in the next couple of days, I would assume as well, to where that firm can help you get out and start identifying people who may be interested in another job as long as you don't think that the best spot is to stay inside. And what could happen, Nick, is, is the firm goes out and contacts a lot of people and, you know, comes back with a list of names and then they talk to a few people and they could go, hey, we, we feel our best, our best path is to hire the person inside to get us through the rest of the season. So I just think there's still a lot of steps 
that it's like a domino effect. Step one will affect step two. Step two will affect step three. So it's still so early. You're just kind of waiting on what direction it's going to go. So KU is effectively looking for two different things right now. They're looking for the answer right now, the interim head coach, and you're looking for a more long-term answer. And maybe it's one and the same, but is there anything that separates what KU should be looking for or may be looking for in both the short-term and the long-term between the interim and the full-time position? Well, I think right now, and Nick, I've said this, the most important thing with KU football right now is probably to keep continuity. And what I mean is, they have taken two years, and I give everyone on that staff, Les Miles, all all the guys that have left now that they were in the recruiting department, the coaches, they've done it right. I mean, I think they've signed around 50, 50 high school football players in two years. I don't know the last time I ever remember that happening at Kansas. I just It's the most high school football players in a two-year span I can ever remember. And that's how you win at Kansas. Now, here's the problem. In April, I think the NCAA is going to approve another blanket waiver for the upcoming year, meaning any player can pack up and leave whenever they want. And that is a problem. Because KU has taken two years to do this right, where the majority of some of their better players are in the freshman and sophomore classes. And you're going to get a chance to develop these kids over the next two to three years. And that's where KU's football program has been successful in the times under a Mason or a Mangino. It's been developing those kids in your program and laying off the Juco kids and laying off some of the transfers. So keeping the players has got to be a major priority because if you don't, you just set it back probably another couple of years. If that's the case, then wouldn't you be better suited to name whoever is going to be the interim, the interim head coach throughout the 2021 season, just to make sure that everybody currently on the roster is happy and to sort of mitigate the risk of guys potentially leaving before this next season even begins? Absolutely. I mean, if you were to hire an interim right now from the inside and he took the program, and took it through the spring, the summer, and this fall, let's say they go out and win four games, and let's say they go competitive in three or four other games in the Big 12, hey, Kansas fans are going to notice real quick, hey, progress has been made. This thing is going on the right track. Why would you upset the apple cart? Why would you not keep what's going on? Now, the one thing that could happen, Nick, is let's say they go out and they find an outside candidate, and they go, okay, this is a guy with a vision He's turned programs around or whatever. And it's a head coach. And they go to the head coach and say, listen, there are four or five assistants that are key to keeping players here. Can you keep four or five of our current assistants? And, and if that coach says, absolutely, I got, I got four or five I can bring with me. I have no problem keeping four or five there. So there's some give and take that maybe if there's a blend, and I'm just throwing out scenarios that this thing could go so many different ways, but those are just a couple things to think about. I don't know if KU has begun reaching out to people or if we even know who the leading candidates are, but who are some names in your mind that you think we should be watching out for? Yeah, I think, you know, if you're not, if you're, if you're thinking outside, I think a couple guys that, you know, are serious at the top of the list that, that I believe would have strong interest in the job 
from things that I've been hearing uh, would be uh, Lance Leopold from Buffalo and uh, Willie Fricks from Tulane. So, you know, uh, Leopold got out of gone back and looked at his stuff and the guy was a hundred and nine and six at Wisconsin Whitewater. Now it's division three, but I mean it's it's still a hundred and nine and six. He won like six national championships. Then he goes to Buffalo and I heard the other day somebody was telling me that they he was strongly advised not to take the Buffalo job because it, it may be the toughest job in America to win at Buffalo. So he goes in, he wins He's got a really good quarterback. He leaves after his junior year. And everybody said, oh, they're going to go backwards. Well, the guy turned around and wins eight games and then 10 games following that. So, you know, he's a guy that's won and then gone to a place where people don't think you can win and win. And, you know, Willie Fritz is a, you know, Shine Mission Northwest alum, Pitt State. You know, he's, he's coached at, you know, pretty much every level. So those are guys, I think, that would look at leaving the programs in an odd time here in March. So, you know, and, and that's what a search firm will do for you. They're, they're going to go out. They're going to make calls. They're going to talk to agents. They're going to field calls. And they're going to be able to find out, you know, what other people are interested. And then it's going to come down to the people on the inside of Kansas saying, are we better off going this route? Are we better off going with someone who knows the program and has been part of the building process here that's on the miles, the old miles staff? So those are the things they're going to have to weigh. You mentioned the odd timing. How much does that complicate things for KU? Do you think it makes it at all less likely that guys who are currently head coaches at other programs would want to leave their program at this juncture in the offseason? No, Nick, it, it doesn't. I'm going to tell you the biggest reason why is the NCAA has pushed back the recruiting guidelines to June 1. So no no recruits are allowed to visit campus and meet with the staff until at least June 1. Hopefully that doesn't get pushed back as well. And then college coaches can't go out on the road and recruit. So see, spring football is always built around going out on the road to recruit. That's why everybody usually has their spring games like mid-April, late April at the latest, because then they use the next five weeks, six weeks to get out on the road and go hit their territories. Well, the fact that there's that that's not allowed, let, let me just throw this out. Let's say, let's say KU hires an outside coach. The outside coach could literally come in and say, we're going to start spring football April 10th. We're going to do the spring game, May 15th, and there's no repercussion to that. Now, under any other year, you can't do that because you've got to get on the road and recruit. So the fact that there's not recruiting allowed allows you to take your spring schedule and fluctuate it. So there's just it, it's just such a with COVID and then the timing of this. And one other thing, Nick, you know, usually when you're go, going out on a coach search or you're involved in one, you're competing against like 15 other schools, right? Who are also out looking for coaches. This is such an odd timing that KU is the only job open right now. So it's like all eyes right now are on KU. Usually when this is going on, you'll have, you know, a couple other big 12 schools or a Pac-12 school or an SEC school. They're all looking for coaches as well. Well, right now, KU is the only one looking for a coach. So, you know, just a lot more attention on it. 
John, we've seen a lot of assistant coaches depart over the last couple of years from Kansas for jobs that either seem like lateral steps or in some cases even steps backwards just to smaller programs, non-Power 5 programs. How big of an issue do you think that is, and is there anything that KU or this next head coach for Kansas can do to mitigate those factors moving forward? Yeah, you know, Nick, it's, that's a hard question to ask, and I'm going to tell you why. I mean, go, go back and look at Mangino's staff. He had guys leave when they were winning. I mean, you know, Dave Dorn left, and right when they were starting to turn things around, and Bill Young left after the Orange Bowl year, and Tim Beck left to go to Nebraska. And I mean, you're sitting here going, golly, I mean, things won't ever get any better at Kansas, right? And guys are leaving. So I just don't know. Guys are always looking for two things. Number one, bigger paycheck. And number two, job security, okay? Look at Chidera Uzo Deriva. He just left KU, and he went to SMU. Well, first of all, SMU's in a bowl game every year, okay? And if you talk to some people, they might think that SMU's a better job than KU. They can recruit Dallas. They've got the state right there. They've got things going on. They're winning. And and Chidera is getting to go coach with Jim Levitt, who he knew very well from Colorado. So there's a connection there. So not every move is as always as bad as it looks on the surface. So, you know, Kansas... I hate to say this, it's probably always going to be one of those schools that you leave someone for. Look at the inside guys. I mean, they lost Dave Shoemake to Central Florida, okay? Last I heard, and I don't know if this is public or not or anything, I, somebody was heading to LSU, okay? They lost Drew Hickson to South Carolina. They lost the inside recruiting staff to Ohio State and USC. I mean, God, you can't blame those people for taking those jobs. I mean, heck, I'd probably tell you they're crazy for not taking them. John, before I let you go, you've been around this program for a long time. You've seen a lot of different guys take that job. You've seen a lot of different guys get hired, a lot of different personality types. Is there anything that stands out to you about what comes next? What is the the right personality type that you think it would take to turn around a program that's in the situation that Kansas is in? Well, you know, you, you look at the inside guys, and, and they have been battling for two years and, you know, taking their lumps to do it right. And I think some of the inside guys are starting to figure out what it is at Kansas that works. I think they're starting to see talent in the younger classes and how it got there. And, and, and unfortunately, you got to take some butt kickings to get there, okay? So let, let's look at Leopold from Buffalo and Fritz from Tulane. You know, those guys have built programs. They've taken over and they've programmed and they've built them. So I don't know if I'd call any of them like this just bubbly, energetic personality type guy, but they're football coaches. You know, they're just mm-hmm. kind of old school football coaches that get in the office, they grind. They're going to grind all day. They're going to grind all night. They're incredibly detailed. Uh, and, you know, a, a guy that I keep getting a lot of calls about, Nick, Kevin Kane. Okay. Now, Kevin King's never been a head coach, but he's been around some pretty good programs. He's seen how they're run. He's young. Okay. So, and, and what was Kevin King? He was at KU in Mangino's first recruiting class that ended up going to the Fort Worth Bowl. So he's watched as a player the progression of how Kansas was down when he got there and really good when he left. So you almost need somebody that's experienced what it's like to build and go through a rebuild and take something and go upward so they know what the job entails. 
He's John Kirby. You can check out his work, jayhawkslant.com. John, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on with me today, man. Hey, Nick, anytime. I appreciate it.